Welcome to the World Nomads podcast, delivered by World Nomads, the travel lifestyle and insurance brand. It's not your usual travel podcast. It's everything for the adventurous, independent traveler. Thanks for tuning in to this special episode of the podcast. Every episode's special. but I know, but this one, even more so. I'm so excited for this one. Yep. I know lots of people will be listening for this one. We are going to reveal the winner of our writing scholarship to Portugal and show you how you can make money... That's right. Make money while travelling as an affiliate partner with World Nomads. First, though, Phil, tell us a little bit about the scholarships that World Nomads offers. Oh, look, they're one of the most popular things that we do here at World Nomads. There have been tens of thousands of people who have applied for these over the years because we offer three scholarships each year. Um, film, where you get to give, get some in-field experience and learn camera uh, techniques and storytelling techniques from a pro. Writing, which we will learn more about in this episode, and photography, where you're mentored by a professional photographer on a real photographic assignment, where we publish the stuff you as well, and it's that first stepping stone onto making a living out of your passion. What do they say? Uh, turn your passion into a profession. So, our photography scholarship winner was James... Greistoke. He headed off to Morocco with mentor Canon Master Richard Ianson. Let's check in with Richard and find out why James was not Well, ultimately, he was chosen because we thought he would be a worthy uh, recipient of the Travel Photography Scholarship. You know, obviously, when you get thousands of entries like we do, there could could be multiple winners. So it's incredibly hard just choosing one. And ultimately, we're looking for uh, this combination of the image is submitted, but it, I always stress it's not a photography combination, but the images should indicate that the person has some idea and understanding of what was asked for in the requirements, which is to tell a story through the images. So they can't just be, you know, randomly best pictures. They have to have some kind of link to each other to tell an overall story. And then there is the written component, which gives the um, the applicant a chance to you know, tell us why they think they should uh, receive the scholarship. It's, it is really hard. And, of course, I think one of the most crucial things is when we get to our very, very short list, uh, we interview the, the potential winners so that you can, again, ask them questions, they can ask questions, and you can get a sense as to whether the whole thing, you know, will really be of benefit to them. That's a long-winded answer as to why he won. <laughs> no, well, he describes his style as as documentary style. Did you? Is that what you picked up on? And did you work on that with him in Morocco? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, that's how I describe myself too. I describe myself as a documentary travel photographer, which essentially means we we photographic photograph it as it is. We don't set things up, um, you know, or rearrange stuff that kind of thing it's it's sort of as you see it you photograph it in the documentary style and yeah James was definitely um that's how he sees and how he shoots as well so yes we we which is a good thing I, I mean I can work with anyone no matter what their styles are but I think uh for someone like James we could work on that directly but probably more importantly he could see the way I work because that I I'm doing kind of what he is aiming to do so what then, Richard, does photography allow you to achieve as a traveller? Well, for me, it's always provided that purpose. I've never 
travelled not being a professional photographer. So the two are so intertwined. Um, but even so, I've always felt that it gives me a purpose and it, it sort of gives me permission to uh, delve into other people's worlds. I think it helps you to see quite deeply. There is one school of thought that says if you've got the camera in front of your face, you're not actually experiencing your travels or or the moment. I personally disagree quite strongly with that. I think photographers see way more than the average tourist, partly because of the way we work. We will often go back to a place more than once uh, and we'll often stay at a place longer um, in order to capture images that it you know go beyond just the kind of um the the instant that you see something or the moment that something happens you'll often use that as a trigger to explore deeper stay longer and return you have also put together for world nomads a beginner's guide to photographing festivals so which we will share in our show notes but i guess i i wanted to know a few of the main tips for capturing great shots when you're often in a crowd and there's lots of fast moving action how do you do that i think in the first instance you need to have your technique sorted that is the the technical controls on the camera namely that you're getting correct exposure for the situation you're in and that you're not running the risk of blurring the photo so basically have your shutter speed and your aperture and your ISO set for the conditions. And if the conditions are changing, such as if you're going from bright areas into um, darker areas, just be constantly on alert to change those settings so that really all your concentration and all your effort can go on seeing and capturing the actual action and the potential images in front of you. What happens a lot with festivals, particularly when they're exciting and they're crowded, and and especially if you don't have much space and you might actually be being buffeted around, people can. I have been known to get um, so excited about it, you actually forget some of those basics because if you haven't experienced those kind of things before, it can be quite overwhelming. And so people do tend to forget to check the basics. And then I think a fair bit of research will always help if you've never been to a really big festival before it helps to know what is potentially going to happen what some of the key events are and where you need to be for those key events because it's very easy to be 100 meters away from something that's incredible happening but you can't see it uh, and you can't get to it so there's no question for me that having some research and having a plan of action on the day is a really important professional technique, if you like. Well, there's plenty more tips in that beginner's guide to photographing festivals, as I said, which will be in show notes. But just back to James, he wants to be a professional photographer. What's the reality of that in, in terms of lifestyle? What, what's he got in store for him, Richard? <laughs> I certainly think he's got the right attitude. He absolutely loves travelling and certainly he's... The work he does and the way he lives his life is all geared up to uh, the next trip. I think one of the things he was able to to learn and to see firsthand, which I think came as a bit of a surprise in the first instance, was, in my view, the only way to really make this work as a profession is you have to treat it as a job. Every day, it's work. And it's not the travel comes second 
the the photography and the planning and the research and how you spend your days is about the pictures it's not about the travel experience the discipline around that is huge you know getting up early every day being on time making sure that whatever it is you need to get you where you need to be is in place and happens um because it's so so much is about timing and unlike open-ended trips which backpackers might be used to most well i could probably say all professional photography trips are finite in time and i can absolutely tell you there is never enough time which means you really do have to be organized and have all those logistical things that are within your control as much as they can be under control obviously stuff happens you know things go wrong and you have to be flexible and adapt but in the first instance you can put a lot of things in place that mean you get to the right place at the right time and that that is a discipline and i think that was a good really well, that was a really good learning learning for james because like so many people his experience of travel photography has been from his trips the trip came first and then the photography came as a result of the trip the reality of travel photography these days i think it's hard i think it's hard to get into it's changed significantly and i you know i keep changing this number but i think the last 5 years have seen some very very significant shifts in terms of how people who traditionally license pictures access them obviously through the internet but the just there's a glut of imagery in our field in the travel photography field and unfortunately people who license pictures do everything they can to not pay there's no question you've only got to look at brochures and books and everything to see that quality isn't the first thing that comes to mind when people are publishing pictures these days Thank you Richard links to his work and a sample of James's pics from Morocco in show notes. Now we're going to make a call to our writing scholarship winners shortly and let you know it could be winners it could be winner. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. And we'll let you know some of the many ways you can make money from your passion even if it is just to travel. So let's kick off with Tom from Adventure in You and ask how you build your bank account from blogging. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a huge a big question that we get all the time and I guess I guess I, the way I want to answer this is I want to try and do it in a different way that most people say. So I think a lot of a lot of people if if you ask how does a blog make money the quick answers are going to be you know sponsored advertising um display ads the annoying pop-up ads that you see and then affiliates that's sort of the the standard answer that people say. Um I think the real money is then made with blogging when you transition to two things and that's affiliating for high ticket or like where you get high commissions um when for referrals or having your own products it's those is those two things and the f- the thing that we found with adventure new is that once we transitioned and focused on uh, adventure holidays and affiliating you know big tours big activities uh where our commissions were 100 200 dollars um for trips then then we were able to scale and build quite big so obviously we're building an adventure audience and we we love adventure holidays we drove a tuk-tuk across sri lanka last year we're riding a tuk-tuk across india we've sailed across the philippines we've hiked to mount everest and we we really love that and we think that a lot of our readers that have two weeks off a year should be going on an epic adventure holiday rather than a you know an all inclusive just uh 
a pool holiday. So we started to really promote these adventure holiday experiences. And obviously, with working with the companies that we trust, we get a commission for the referrals. And then what we did is we started to scale this business model. And everybody that would come to our site, you know, would be notified of these trips. And then, and then we just started to scale that up. And, and um, we're currently adding more and more experiences that we trust. We have a, we have a list of top 50 and we're working through them with our writers. And uh, yeah, hopefully going to keep trying to inspire people to go on more epic adventure holidays rather than spending their week just sitting by the pool and not really creating much of a memory. So it's like being a booking engine rather than just being an affiliate? Is that the way you do it? Yeah, in a way. I mean, the easiest way to describe, I guess, is lead generation. Um, you know, yeah, I guess we're, we're not... We're, you could look at it as a travel agent. I guess a travel agent would do sort of custom quotes and, you know, they would be like, right, what are you looking to do? We sort of have more lead generation forms where... If you're reading a typical article, you can inquire about that adventure through us. And, and the process is you inquire, but it goes straight to the supplier and we connect you with the supplier. And then if you book, you know, six months later or, or even a year later, you know, they still recognize that that initial referral was from us and then they credit us. All right. I want to put this into context, though. So you're living, even though you, you go on adventures around the world, you're living Southeast Asia predominantly? Um, no, not really. Well, I, we, so our company is based in Singapore. We have a Singapore corporation, but we work online. So we currently have um, five, five employees and then we have a couple of freelancers and we're all remote. So last year we actually spent the majority of our time in Europe. We trekked to every space camp and then we shot over to Europe and we just, we lived in different places a month for the time, lived in Barcelona, uh, lived in Croatia, lived in Germany, uh, Czech Republic. And now at the moment we're in Thailand and we're living here for a bit. Uh, and we're just, just sort of moving around. Okay. So that puts it into context because are you able to say, and I mean, you, you will because you're transparent on your blog, um, mm. you can live for around 1700 Australian dollars in, um, Vietnam a month. That's accommodation, food, everything. So I was thinking if you were in Southeast Asia, you are turning over some serious coin, which you will see outlaid there in your blog. You must have a, like, tell us how how much you're turning over and you must be living a fantastic life. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're very happy. I mean, blogging takes a long time to get off the ground and, and it's, it's not easy, but if done right, it can really sort of explode because it's like, organically building this engine and then if you pull in the pieces it's very passive so when we you know we took the whole we take periods off where we go away for a month and we'll still make you know 20 30 grand in profit that month what (laughs) yeah we well me me and anna are sort of we're very we're not spending that much i mean we have we have a backpack so unless the stuff could fit in our backpack, we don't really we don't really buy a lot of stuff. Where do you find the, these places that are offering these great commissions? There is there a <laughs> you know is there a marketplace for them? And this is a great this is a this is a great question because I, I was recently I was recently speaking at the Nomad Summit event in Chiang Mai and I was talking about this and a developer came up to me and she was like, well, how do you track this? Can I build, can I help build the software? And there is affiliate platforms for a lot of things. You can, you know, there's hotel affiliate platforms, G Adventures, one of the biggest, you know, adventure holiday companies, they have an, a, an affiliate platform. If you're working with these types of people, it's super easy. You know, they, they click the link and it's all tracked. However, the people that we work with, they're more 
uh, unique experiences. They're more sort of smaller companies that specialize in certain things. So they don't have a big affiliate platform. So then when it comes with that, how do we find them? In answer to the question, I mean, we just look at some of the best experiences that are going on in the world and then reach out to them directly. And then in terms of the affiliate commission, the way we do it is any leads or any inquiries that come through us are tracked on a sheet. Uh, and then quarterly, I have one of my uh, members of staff check in with the client and then we, we sort of say, hey, we've sent you 100 referrals. The average conversion rate is, you know, 5%. Uh, how, many, how many customers did you get? And we have a rough idea how many will convert. And, and they're very open and honest to then say after that quarter, um, we've, cross, we've cross-checked the database and this is how many have converted. I would love to have it all done through an affiliate program, but due to the, the, the time frame, some people spend you know, six months, a year to book an adventure holiday like this. It, it takes some time. So right now it's a bit, it's a bit manual. 30 grand a month, you reckon? <laughs> Kim's ready to quit. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, that, that, so to give you perspective, I mean that's thirty k a month. We take a, that doesn't. We already have taken our salary out of that. We take a salary, a, a low salary, uh, and then that's what's left over, and then we we decide what to do that every every quarter. Can I ask if you support any charities? And this is not a leading question. If you don't, you don't. Uh, no, that's a good question. Um, we've done. We've done campaigns with charities in the past. Uh, a big uh, one of the ones that we uh, really, really like to work with is called Young Focus. Uh, they're a charity in Manila, in the slums of Manila, uh, and that was a big one. That was a so I always get emotional when I talk about it because that was one of the hardest experiences in my life because there's some big poverty up there. We did a campaign with them two years ago, and we've been meaning to do more, and we really want to do more. What was so emotional about it, Tom? Um, it was just, I've seen poverty all over the world, but in the slums of Manila, it was just, I, I, can't, I, can't, dis- I can't describe it. It was, it was just next level, I guess. It was, um, you know, people living in, in, the, in, in trash and, and eating trash, and we were walking around this area, and we were there to, to you know, take photos and to write about it, to raise money. And I actually remember raising my camera to take a photo and the whole camera was shaking. Like I was physically shaking because I was watching a, a baby like pick a chicken bone out of trash and eat it. It was very, very emotional. It's, you can't really prepare yourself for it. So yeah, in answer to question, we, we are, now we're making a bit more money for our blog. We are looking at setting up a section of that that's focused on on this charity and and a, and a few others. As you know, Nomads has its own um, charitable arm as well, the Footprints Network, so more power. Yeah, it's just amazing as well, yeah. yeah. That too, and Phil, I don't know if this is a, a good time for you to touch on, you know, our affiliate um, partnerships as well where you, you know, um, if you sell a policy through your blog, there's a bit of a kickback for you. 10% of the face value, it's not bad. Yeah, we're also part of the World Nomads Affiliate Program. I'd be part of everything. <laughs> <laughs> But you want to maintain some quality, I guess, don't you, Tom? That'd be the heart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you are you're the only um, insurance we recommend, I believe. I think there might be one over special, uh, one other for a specialty thing. But uh, currently, you guys are the ones that we promote most, and and because we believe in it, I use it, and and yeah, that's the one. But yeah, we're definitely on your affiliate program, <laughs> and that's not a pitch. We do recommend it, and we do receive commission for it. <laughs> 
Thanks for that, Tom. Now let's hear a little more from our affiliate partners. I think we whet your appetite there. This audio is from a series of videos World Nomads has made as case studies to demonstrate how our partners earn passive or ancillary revenue via World Nomads Travel Insurance. My name is Maya Rezig. I'm the Partnership Manager at UL.com. URL.com is the official sales channel for Interrail and the URL Pass. It's the best way to discover several countries in Europe by train with one pass. URL.com is part of World Nomad's affiliate partner program. What made us choose World Nomad as an insurance company uh, for our customers is that we have the same audience and that's really important to us. Our customers are independent, experienced travelers. They're looking for unique travel experiences. So this is why it's a great match that uh, we're working with World Nomads. So what we do uh, with World Nomads and make sure to make them as visible as possible on our website, uh, they're of course visible on our partnership uh, site. The revenue of World Nomads helps support UL.com by working on improving the partner offerings on our website to make sure that it's transparent enough, that it's clear for, the, for our customers, and that really was helpful from their team. My name is Will Hatton and I run The Broke Backpacker, which is a travel blog all about traveling to off the beaten destinations on a budget. I first started traveling the world about 11 years ago. I had no money. I was hitchhiking, I was sleeping rough, I was camping, I was couch surfing, I was cooking my own food, I was planting carrots in fields, I was doing whatever was necessary to make my dream a reality. And that is what the Broke Backpacker is there for. So being a part of World Nomad's affiliate partner program and also being a member of various other affiliate schemes means that I'm able to earn money passively whilst I'm traveling. So right now, I'm in the south of France. Then I'll be going to Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, back to Bali. The whole time I will be earning money passively thanks to the affiliate programs that I'm partaking in. And that is real freedom. It means that you know you can be traveling and even if you're not working, you're earning money in the background the whole time. My name is Travis Pittman. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Tourator. As a World Nomads affiliate, one of the good things uh, about it is that once you get the setup right and you get it integrated in the right places, it's basically a set and forget. The customer's first of all not going to get ripped off and that they're also going to get a great service and a, and a great great quality product. And then basically, yeah, wait and watch for the, the commission checks to kind of start rolling in after that. As I said, that was audio from a video series that we have created. But is it really that easy? Joining us in the studio is Sebastian Edwards, World Nomads Partnerships Performance Manager. Seb, is it easy? And if it is so easy, why are you working here? <laughs> what are we all doing here? <laughs> what are we doing wrong? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, Kim, it, it really is. Um, and that's a good question. We we have an online application form, which you can find at partner.worldnomads.com. Um, it's a quick two-minute application, and we're open to a whole bunch of different affiliate partners that we work with, from tour operators to travel bloggers. So if you're interested, head on over, fill in the application form, and uh, we'll take it from there. Well, I You're, mean, we heard from a you know pretty big company or two there, Eurail, who are partners. But then yes. we heard from from Will Hatton as well, who's like one man band in a way, or started off. That's right. So we take them right across that whole. Uh, yeah, that whole yeah. I mean, we we work with you know probably close to ten thousand partners now, which is is huge. And you know we've got uh, everything from sort of mum and dad bloggers to right the way up to as you said, Eurail and um, Lonely Planet. You know. From from small to large, so we're we're open to open to all, I guess. How does it fit in, Phil, with the? 
the uh, scholarships that we're mentioning, the writing scholarships, the film scholarships, the travel yeah. scholarships. Well, the scholarships are about people who are starting out in a way and it's a it's a way to get a mentor to help you learn the skills that you need to go on and turn your passion into a profession. But lots of the people who end up in the partner program are already running, uh, you know, their own blogs or they're running some sort of travel-related site. But they can still be part of the, you know, the world nomad's dream, <laughs> you know, by be- becoming uh, a partner. And it's like, um, you know, hopefully the people who've been our writers and photographers and filmmakers go on, many of them will set up their own sites and, you know, we can help maintain that, you know, keep your passion as your profession by helping them earn some pretty decent coin. Yeah, well, I've seen, as I scour heaps and heaps of blogs each month, I've seen World Nomads pop up. And so if I was to click on that on a, on a, on a blog like Tom's Adventure in You and buy a policy – Straight away, some money goes to his bank account. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, See, I knew I couldn't without getting too technical. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get too technical, but in essence, yes. So there's there's a, a percentage of the policy um, in the form of a, a referral fee that you can earn um, by embedding uh, affiliate links or quote widgets onto your website. Um, and it's really a case of, as Travis said there from uh, from Torada, once you once you embed them, it's it's set and forget. So it's really that simple. Yeah, look, if you're going on somebody's site and you see, uh, like Tom's site, and you see a World Nomads there with a blue hyperlink, if you just park your mouse on over that, down the bottom of the page, on a laptop at least anyway, you'll see the full URL there, which is worldnomads.com, and then it'll have its affiliate code in it and stuff like that. So that's how we track who sent us the business, and then we send them their cut of it. But it does sound pretty simple. So there's just an application process. If you are listening and you are a travel blogger or um, to an operator, jump onto that website, you said, which we'll share in show notes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so it's just partner.worldomads.com. As you said, we'll share that. And there's a contact page there as well. So if you've got any questions, reach out to one of the team and, and we'll be happy to help. What sort of money do people make? Well, we heard Tom earlier, he makes not just from World Nomads, but he makes heaps of money from, you know, lots of different affiliates. Yeah, look, it's for for a lot of guys we work with, it's a full-time income. It's a pretty lucrative full-time income. I don't want to get into specifics, but, uh, you know, if you want to... That's it, Kim's walked out. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Right. If you want to travel the world, you want to you, you know you want to kind of live that dream. Um, you know it's it's definitely possible as a travel blogger, as someone who's an affiliate marketer. Um, you know, look into these guys, see what they do, and uh, it's it's entirely possible. Tim Neville is a freelancer who writes frequently about the outdoors, adventure, and obviously travel for Outside Ski, the New York Times, among many other large outlets with national and international circulations. He happens to be the writing scholarship mentor and Phil, very shortly we're going to announce the winners, but you caught up with him to chat about this year's entries. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And you've been having a pretty tough time of it as well, because I know we got a record number of applications into this scholarship. There's something like 12,500 of them. You don't have to read them all, do you? No, no. Thank goodness, yes. But, uh, you know, there's a whole team behind this. Thank goodness. And, and uh, you know, but I, hours and hours and hours of reading, uh, which, of course, is, 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 is a fun thing, especially when we we get such a, a good crop of stories this year. You know, I would I would say it's probably the best we've had yet. Oh, it's oh, that right? A really high standard then. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, you know, with, with thirteen thousand or nearly thirteen thousand entries, you're going to have a wide range. But but you know, by the time they get to me, um, you know, the, the quality is definitely going to be pretty high already. But but yeah, I, I would say that I noticed a, a certain level of uh, you know, it's just it just seems like people may, maybe they've been reading the guide, the art of travel writing, and maybe they read some of the articles we wrote on how to craft the. You know, a good travel story, but, but I, I can definitely say that I noticed people took a lot of those lessons to heart. And I'd be reading this, and I'm like, oh, wow, they really delivered some great details, or they, they used dialogue really well. Look at the saying, you know, like all these things that they go into professional writing. You could just, I just thought that there was more of that this time. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, we, you know, obviously we know because the, uh, the Art of Travel Writing Guide is on our site, so we know how much traffic comes to it, and it's been extremely popular. So, yeah, they really have been paying attention, which is great. And uh, you must be looking forward, uh, you know, now we we know where we're going and we've got an idea who's going with us. We'll announce that very soon. But you must be excited about going off on this new assignment with them. Oh, for sure. It's, you know, it's something I look forward to every year, absolutely, yeah. You know, one of the great things, and many people wrote about this here uh, in, in their essays, is you know the people we get to meet along the way. And so, yes, of course, we get to hang out and we get to know the winners here uh, very well. But um, but what's really fun is that, that it's a sharing process for sure. Is that I feel like I can. So many people help me out along the way. Like I didn't get here by myself. So it's really really fulfilling from my perspective to be able to offer. You know, what I've learned, what I've been, what I've been taught, and hand that down. And I hope, I really hope that the winners here will be able to take what they have, what they learned from me, and be able to pass that on and inspire other people to go out and and travel. Because let's face it, I mean, what's more fun and rewarding than traveling and going out and learning new things, and making new friends, and just makes the world feel a little bit smaller, a little bit more meaningful, and it's truly rewarding, rewarding experience. You say you noticed a few different uh, sort of techniques, writing techniques. Were there any themes, though? Was there anything that seems to be, you know, the zeitgeist at the moment? Yeah, there's a lot of Cuba. We got a lot of Cuba uh, entries, I would say. Um, you know, that, that would be in terms of place. And it was fun to see some more unusual destinations thrown in there. One of the stories I really liked about uh, was about Chernobyl. You know, you don't really think of Chernobyl as being uh, a travel destination. But, but I think it just goes to show that, but, you know, traveling just lends itself to, naturally lends itself to great stories. And it takes, a, it takes a certain kind of person, I would say, to be able to deal with what it is that we're experiencing when we're out there on the road, to be able to, like, run, run it through our minds and process it again and, and figure out a way to, to kind of to capture that. And then, you know, it's really hard to explain, but to, but to make art out of it, I guess. To, to take the raw material we're, we're, we're experiencing out there, run it through our, our memories and through our, our you know different ways of to, to craft stories, and then spit it back out in a way that that makes not only the reader feel like they're there, but but the comments on something bigger makes you think about something, makes you laugh, makes you feel something, you know. So so again, all in all, I was really blown away by by the the level of quality. Uh, we can yeah. only have three winners, so do you have anything that you'd like to say to the people who've missed out? You know, thank you, first of all. I know it's kind of a bummer. But the thing is, is that, you know, I never had an opportunity like this. You know, I, I certainly wish I had. 
But you know, like there are plenty of ways to to go after what it is that you really want. And if you want to be a travel writer, there are plenty, plenty of other paths you can take. It's not like this is the only door and the door is not shut. I would encourage those folks to keep out, to keep doing what they're doing, to get out there, to ask questions, to be curious, to try to read, to talk to other writers, to to fail. As funny as that says, I don't think I would have gotten anywhere near where I am today if I hadn't failed over and over and over again because each time I learned something different. And before long, you know, all of a sudden you're a travel writer. I think persistence is the absolute key to something like this. Hey, I know you've got to run a catch play. Yeah. Are you going on assignment or are you going home? I'm coming back from an assignment. So, yeah, I'm on my I'm on my way home. Where have you been? So I've been in Montana, so which is a state dear to my heart. It's it's actually where my writing career, um, the very early stages of my writing career began. The first people I ever wrote for were uh, when I was living here in Montana for Montana Publications. Well, fantastic. Safe flight and uh, put your feet up at home for a little while and we'll see you pretty soon uh, ready to go off on the Travel Writing Scholarship. I am so excited. Can't wait for it. Okay, so the biggest number of scholarship applications ever received, an astounding 12,415 applications. No wonder he's exhausted, Tim, there. Four rounds of judging. Um, Huge lift, too, as you worked out there or chatted with Tim about the quality of the Quality of the way they say the word application. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's, one. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> can speak or can't speak, can write. That's it. Um, enough said. Yeah, come on. Come on, let's get to the chase. Right. We've got one of the winners that we have access now. Yep. Uh, we're at World Nomads headquarters here in Sydney, so obviously time difference makes all the difference. I've Gee, got, I'm good with my words. I've got the phone connected. Shall we just hit the button? Yeah, I okay, think I'll no, let you they, speak too. All right, they've no idea that they've, they know they're shortlisted, but um, don't know they've won. Must be the nerves. Here we go. Yeah. Hello. Hello, can I speak to Jill, please? Yes, this is Jill speaking. Hello, Jill. My name's Phil Sylvester. I'm calling from World Nomads Legal Department. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Look, we're just checking up. I know you've been shortlisted for the Travel Writing Scholarship. There's just something I would like to check with you, if that's all right. Okay, yep. Um, yes, the um, the priest in your story, um, we just want to make sure that you've got a model release form from him saying it's okay to uh, write about him. Um, is that necessary? Um, actually, no, it's not because... <laughs> You're hopeless, I'm Phil. hopeless. <laughs> this is Phil and Kim from the World Nomads podcast. And uh, we're actually ringing you up to tell you you are one of the three winners. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Our other winners include Isabel Abraham from Mozambique and also Cameron Beach, a winner from the USA. And their stories will be in show notes. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Congratulations. Now, you've, you. you've got yourself a round-trip airfare from uh, New Zealand to Portugal, the four-day workshop with Tim Neville, a bespoke 10-day adventure with a 1000 US dollars, and you score a copy of Lonely Planet's How to Be a Travel Writer. You're well on your way. There's a heap of other prizes there, Phil, that we will list in show notes, but congratulations on your entry. 
Um, thank you so much. I really don't know what to say. I was, I was quite stoked when I got the call yesterday saying that I was, um, I was shortlisted. So, so this is great news. We will have all the links you need from becoming an affiliate partner to turning your passion into a profession with our scholarships. Told you it was going to be a special oh, episode. It's fantastic. I love doing that. I know. Now let your favourite podcast app or player tell you when there's a new episode of the World Nomads podcast available. But the easiest way to listen to all of our podcasts is to go to worldnomads.com forward slash podcast. And if you know someone who loves travelling as much as you do, please tell them about us. We really do appreciate any likes, shares and social love that you'd care to give us, Phil. And you can get in touch with us directly by emailing podcast at worldnomads.com. Next week, back to our regular schedule of uh, podcasts. And I think we've got an amazing nomad coming up. I think we do. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.